Hello, everybody. It's Mary Lynn Harris here of Hard at Work, and welcome back to another episode of How to Create an Impactful Legacy for Your Business. As you know, we're always talking about kindness, um, productivity issues in workplaces. Um, what else can we talk about? Whatever our, um, our speakers that I bring on want to talk about. <laughs> so anyway, uh, welcome, Morgan. Morgan Bailey, I have on the call today. We met uh, several months ago, and uh, I said, you know, you ought to be on my show. So he said, yeah, okay. And then he said, yes, without really knowing anything about it. So that was cool. So welcome, Morgan. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So um, tell me a little bit, really, I know you're into really leadership and working with leaders and that type of thing. So basically, how did you get, kind of get into doing it? I know you explained it to me. At the, when we met, but for our viewing audience, they don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the medium version. So I, I've, walked, I've walked many, many roads in life, so to speak. You know, I started out as an engineer mm -hmm. and really wanting to work in alternative energy. And I went into that field for a while and then I wanted to work more with people. So I took my sort of technical expertise, went to graduate school to study environmental engineering so I could do international development work focusing on water. Mm -hmm. And so I actually ended up doing that for a while. And so I was able to lead several trips and programs to East Africa. I worked in India, I worked in Latin America. And I started taking on more leadership myself, like trying to figure out how can we solve some of the, the global challenges? Right. What role do I play in that? Um, but the one thing that always stuck with me was that it wasn't really about how good the idea was that someone had. Much mm -hmm. um, what was the capacity organizationally and in terms of leadership to be able to execute on it? Mm -hmm. A lot of the projects I worked on internationally, I found that, you know, sure, the idea can be great, but there's no, there's no leadership to implement it. Mm -hmm. and, and that was a big roadblock. And, and when looking at that, just seeing that if you don't capacitate people, it doesn't matter what ideas are out there. And I, I came up with this, this saying that I, I use a lot, which is, you know, the, the power of good ideas dies under the weight of poor leadership. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it was after seeing enough of that, as well as understanding my own skills to be able to help guide people and coach people, I realized I would rather focus my energy as opposed to making about my ideas, helping support other people who have really great novel ideas and businesses. Mm -hmm help capacitate them to be able to make their ideas successful. Right, right. Because you also have to help them lead them into taking their idea out, right? So you know, yeah. part, part of that is you have to become the leader of the project so you can help them guide them out because they can't see it for themselves. It's sort of like, um, you know, just as business owners ourselves or leaders, you know, sometimes we're stuck in the forest because we can't see the trees. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, in your role, besides being a coach, but also your role is that people are looking up to you and say, okay, help me out of here, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. You're kind, you know, of, kind of guiding them out. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's, you know, providing that, that level of clarity. Um, and if anything that my clients talk about a lot, it's uh, how I'm able to help create clarity very quickly and be able to take what seems like a bunch of disparate ideas and things like that and distill it down very quickly mm -hmm. into what is its true essence. Right, 
part of that's, uh, you know, being having engineering pounded in my head where you're always looking to simplify. Uh, mm -hmm. Part of it's just being able to intuitively understand where someone's coming from. So kind right. of the, the, the potion of those two can be pretty powerful. Well, that, that too, because also of your past work experience, you know, as an engineer in other countries, you know, you, you become more intuitive because of the role that you played there. And now you can take those, that skill set and apply it to your clients now, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, obviously working across cultures and across sectors, there's a lot of nuances to, to every project and individual. And so being able to understand those really helps you navigate that terrain, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and be able to read between the lines and to know what's really important to be able to move a project forward and be able to help a person grow into who they need to be in order to be successful at what they're doing. Yeah, to carry that role forward or that idea forward. Yeah. So what do you think the biggest obstacle that you find your clients have are having is just having. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I found myself, you know, I, I always end up working on the same thing initially with most clients and that's a, uh, that's actually creating space and time. Mm -hmm. so one of the biggest constraints people have is says, I really want to do this. I know I need to grow, but I just, I don't have the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and right now is not necessarily, you know, the best time. Right. And so that's one of the biggest challenges because in order to be able to move yourself into a new place, in order to be able to grow in a certain direction, you have to give time for that. It's mm -hmm. like you, you can't, you know, grow your muscles if you don't give yourself time to go to the gym. Right. And so um, that's generally one of the biggest challenges is getting people to say, hey, look, take 10, 15 minutes out of your day at a minimum mm -hmm. to be able to sit, reflect, check in with yourself and to start to get clear on some of the things that you want to take direction on. Right. Because if you're going to change how you operate, you have to remodel the way you think. Mm -hmm. To do so, you have to take time away from your normal pattern of thinking. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some people do it through meditation. Some people do that through just going on a walk. Some people do it through, you know, reading. There's lots of different ways to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, what's most important is, is you actually give yourself time to start thinking differently. Right. Because if you don't start thinking differently, you're just going to do more of the same and more of the same usually ends up in the same results. Right. Right. Still thinking about how you're going to move forward <laughs> yeah. and not taking any action. Yeah. So um, can you maybe just walk us through on, and we talked a, a little bit about, what, how you work with your clients at the beginning. So can you just kind of maybe walk through a little bit um, more about if they have a bigger problem and they want to move forward? Can you just work with, um, share with you how you work with them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first thing, first thing I always do with a client is, you know, kind of assess the fit, obviously, to make right. sure we're good, we have good chemistry, because that's always really critical. Right. It's like dating in a way. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then it's really getting clear what is most important mm -hmm. for this individual. What is the outcome that they're looking for? Mm -hmm. And then we dig into that outcome a little bit to make sure that, okay, is the outcome that's top of mind for them actually the outcome that they're seeking at a deeper level? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes somebody says, you know, oh, I want to make some sort of transition. Um, and so I want to, I want to do this one action. Mm -hmm. And then we say, okay, is, is this coming from a grounded place or is this coming from a reactive place? Mm -hmm. so let's get really clear on what is it that we're going after and what's behind that. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then that kind of helps us figure out what is the scope of what we're working on. 
from there, there's, there's several different things that I work on with clients. You know, one of them is the vision behind it. So where are we going? Mm-hmm. And that really, that's kind of that building that scope into it. The second thing is what is the strategy behind it? So how are we going to get there? Mm-hmm. Let's be pragmatic about it. And the third piece is what sort of skills and competencies are required from, to get you from that point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Some of them may be really easy for you. They may be kind of innate. You're like, yeah, I can do that. I just need to know that I need to do that. Right. Other things, people are going to say, huh, okay, well, that's going to require me to be a little different. That's going to require me to operate differently. Right. So then we can build capacity around that. We can pull in assessments. We can do lots of other things. Um, a lot of it's for bringing awareness to it, right. and helping them create action of how do we actually put this into place in between the sessions, mm-hmm. doing that. And the last thing that we're always working on is, is the integration piece, which is how do we actually make all of these learnings a part of you? Mm-hmm. So that you're not just operating sort of, uh, you know, just uh, out, out of a habit necessarily, but you're really building it into who you are. Yeah, me more yeah. yeah. And that's how, that's how it takes you. You know, I say, I'd say a lot of my clients, to achieve what you want to achieve, to get from point A to point B, you're actually going to have to become a different person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. That's not a scary thing because yeah. if you do that right, the person that you can become is going to be able to operate and execute at a higher level. And that person is actually going to be more intrinsically like you so you're actually shedding layers of an onion so to speak right getting you closer to who you are closer to that that potential that you're seeking and getting you to operate at that higher level mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's very much uh like you're saying you know the vision the strategic ideas and and the plan to get there right and so yeah. it's just a the pragmatic steps like our action steps it's also about the person the person as a whole to be conscious and moving them forward right yeah absolutely and and i reserve the right to you know also be very direct <laughs> with my clients. And because you know i mean it's you know somebody once said you know when i was when i started my coaching career that if you're not afraid of being fired with your client then you're not coaching hard enough yeah and sometimes you have to push you have to you have to take that hard edge with people mm-hmm. uh, there are things that maybe we don't see or we're not ready to see now obviously it's got to be hand, handled in a way that's you know professional and whatnot mm-hmm. but you know the point is if you want to see some sort of transformational ta- change you are going to have to dig deeper than the surface right and, and i think that that requires a deeper level of, of coaching and you know the coach really has to be present with that and at times call people out on things mm-hmm. yeah are you willing to be afraid to be um, heard? And are you willing to, yeah, I, I must try and think of a word for that, but it's sort of like, sometimes you just got to tell the truth and they get hurt or you get hurt. You just have to kind of roll with it. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. Some of the most powerful coaching sessions I've had, it's ones when I've been on the edge of my seat being like, Oh man, this person is never going to want to work with me again. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I, I, I called out things that were very sensitive. Again, always, always in a respectful way. Right. But it was pulling out some things that were perhaps challenging, perhaps things that you know, you know, they would rather just glide, you know, glide over, but were really crucial to work through and getting where they wanted to go. Right. After those sessions, I remember one of my clients is, you know, I was sure they were, you know, because they actually got angry during the session. After the session, they said, you know that was the best session I've ever had with a coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I just laugh and I said, Oh, I'm glad. Cause you know, I thought it was perhaps going to be the worst. At least yeah. 
Yeah, or you be fired or you fire him, one, one way or the other, right? One, one way or the other, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can you share some um, examples or successful stories you've had working with your client? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so I work, you know, first thing, let me, you know, the types of clients I work with. Okay, good idea. You know, so um, I, you know, I work with executives. I work with leadership on all levels. So executives, I, I like working with emerging leaders a lot because they're, they're fun to work with. And there's a lot of new learning moments in there. Mm -hmm. um, I also work with a lot of entrepreneurs and individuals going through transitions. Right. I really like working with people who have a sort of values-based or purpose-based mission to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So my sweet spot is really individuals who have a great business idea um, that's also going to do very positive things for the world. Mm -hmm. that's a great match because it's a, it's, a, it's a very big values alignment for me. Um, that being said, I work with a, with a wide range of individuals, people with technical backgrounds. Since I have a technical background, I kind of understand what that mindset is yeah. um, to people working nonprofit. I also have found myself working with a lot of academics because I have an academic background. Mm -hmm. So it kind of runs the spectrum. A lot of the challenges that you see people face are very similar despite what sector they're in. Um, obviously, some of the leadership competencies are different depending on what le level people are operating at in terms of are they executive or emerging leaders, but there's a lot of similar and common themes in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that um, whatever client you're working with, whatever level they are at, you're running through a lot of um, similar streams, I guess. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about um, so the kind of services you have is coaching and mm -hmm training so i do coaching i do workshops, workshops. And retreats are on the horizon for 2020 <laughs> so that's uh that, that's my goal out there yeah of course i mean they're always fun to do and there's always so much more growth being intense in an intense retreat than there is absolutely um, and uh you know i've i've partnered with a few other people one of whom is a, a professional climber who also is now doing leadership work Mm -hmm. So that the, the leadership workshops that we offer are a bit different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're not, you know, they're, they're very focused in terms of what leadership qualities you're trying to develop. Mm -hmm. And they're also a lot more experiential. So we might be doing things and, and experiences outdoors and things of that nature. Uh, but it's really supposed to be, a, uh, you know, very immersive. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, classroom work is um it's great and there's a lot of room for it and at the same time it's really nice to be able to get outside that right right out yeah. of the place that being said i still do you know quite a few workshops in the classroom i also do you know my work uh, i work as an on-call faculty for the center for creative leadership and i work with them developing or um delivering workshops you know several times a quarter so that's also really fulfilling work right. so that's you know, the workshop that's the workshop realm uh, the other work I do is obviously you know, coaching, and so that's that's a lot of what I do. I, I really enjoy the one-on-one -on -one work with individuals because it's really inspiring to be able to see people grow, right? And to be able to see their expansion as individuals mm -hmm. and what they see as possible for themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, uh, so I really like what you said that about the client. So, what are some of their challenges? Do, is, do you see a, um, a thread or a color of the? of them that they really face that are similar to a lot of your clients or are they all like yeah, there, there there are several themes that that come out mm -hmm. 
you know, I think one of the one of the biggest things is is people, you know, re envisioning a, a, their image, so to speak, and and breaking through some past patterns around that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, particularly, you know, one of my clients, um, she's an academic. For her, it was as she was transitioning away from doing a lot of the work and into leadership, a lot of it for her was owning her leadership abilities. Right. And really stepping into that. And she, you know, she's one of the, the great success stories that, um, you, know, that, you know, from all my time working with clients. And she's now being recognized and people are asking her to teach leadership skills. Right. Because she's really been able to step into those. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think you know, getting people clear on what are their sort of, where's their, where's their perceived leadership ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes people think they're much better leaders than they are. Right, of course, of course. <laughs> um, and 360 feedback is great for that because it's objective. It says, hey, look, this isn't me saying this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's, um, you know, so getting people to understand kind of where their ceiling is and where, where they're at with that is, is really critical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, kind of what we do, I mean, a, a lot of people's, you know, their barriers and blocks, you know, they, you know, fall under sort of self-awareness and things of that nature. But then, you know, you know, they can be, you know, there are different threads within that. Right. Right. So do you use a lot of tools like the 360 and other assessment tools? Yeah. You know, if, if we need to pull it in, we pull it in. It's not always a, it's not always a given, mm-hmm. you know, it's really on a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think another one thing that uh, a lot of people focus on is, or challenge they have is where they should be focusing their energy right. and what does productivity look like, particularly mm-hmm. as you're moving up within an organization. Right. So uh, when I work with a lot of engineers who have moved from individual contributor up to management, up to executive level, mm-hmm. there's, there's shedding a layer of of responsibility for over technical details. Right. And so, you know, I find that particularly with, with engineers, that is a big area of learning for them. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. getting people clear on what, you know, what is your real role and responsibility that you're dealing with? Mm-hmm. Where do you find your value and what's actually going to create the most value for the organization? Right. Being able to find the balance in between that. Yeah. Cause I would think, you know, like, I don't know very much about engineers or anything, but I, I would think that if they're always hands-on and now they're no longer hands-on and they're into a leadership role, that's quite two different roles, right? Yeah, it absolutely is. You really have to shed a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, and what I hear from my you know clients you know, who, are, who are technical, they're like, yeah, I'm managing now and uh, I just talk to people all day. It's like I don't do anything. <laughs> Oh, so that's, yeah, that, that, that's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. So any tips or anything you want to share or things that we haven't covered that you would like to cover? Is there something else that you want to add? Yeah, well, I'd be curious, you know, I mean, from your audience, what, what sort of things do, um, I mean, you know your audience pretty well. Do you feel that uh, would be most beneficial for them? I mean, I have a whole toolbox, but I don't, I don't think we have the next four or five hours for me to lay it all out on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, to be another call, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be lots of other calls. But um, yeah, it's just basically what I find is that people, you know, have 
issues about people not working productively or well enough and like okay how do i deal with that um and you know you always have the management team and you have the worker bees you know so the worker bees says look at i i know we have to make money but you know sometimes we just need quiet time too like you know i mean we need that space to think and pause and not stress out so much and then we have um you know your, your management are saying okay but they're just not working hard enough and i don't get what their problem is <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know and then for me it's about kindness it's like is kindness on um your schedule or on your website do you include kindness in your meetings and do you um what kind of things do you facilitate around kindness do you do you kind of put that into your scope of work as well yeah, absolutely and and I, I love that you bring that up um the way kindness comes into the work that i do is in in the form of you know compassion mm -hmm. both self-compassion and compassion for others i feel like compassion and self-compassion is the buffer mm -hmm. in between individuals behaviors right interpersonal relations mm -hmm. and so it, it kind of provides a little bit of you know when someone does something that you know perhaps would would trigger you if you if you're able to develop that that compassion for the other individual you can step back and instead be in a place of curiosity mm -hmm. and not react so much to the other person but just see this is a person doing a thing yeah if i don't take this personally um what do i observe here what do i know here and so a lot of, you know, when I, you know, working with clients is getting them to understand, you know, sort of where are their trigger points? Mm -hmm. What stories do they make up? And right. to understand that other individuals have very different personality types and preferences. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have, you know, their own stories. Mm -hmm. And so instead of reacting to them, be curious mm -hmm. and, and, treat, uh, and treat others you know, regardless, <laughs> regardless of their behavior, treat others with respect and from mm -hmm. a place of curiosity and see what comes out of that. Right. Which I think is a big one. Um, another thing that I think is really important for individuals to know, and I work with this on all my clients, one of the first things we do is a values exercise. Mm -hmm. So we get them clear on what are your core values as an individual? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to drive what sort of work you want to do who you want to work with and things of that nature. Yeah. So if, you, if, you're, if you're making transition within an organization or into another position and you're not clear what your values are, it's gonna be really hard to know if something is good fit. Mm -hmm. okay. As well as to know, you know if you have the opportunity to create your job, your values will help you be very clear on what sort of activities that you'd like to be doing. Right. So that's a really important exercise. It still amazes me every time I do that with someone, it's, it's a pretty simple exercise but it, it's one of the most powerful things for them. Mm -hmm. Values are really what drive all of our decisions. Right. And we have values whether or not we've articulated them or not. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, it's you know. like the limiting beliefs, you know. We, all, we can say, oh yeah, I got rid of them all, but we always have them. There's always one that pops up. <laughs> oh, exactly. I don't like that one. <laughs> or, you know, it might be a really good one, right? You know, mm -hmm. so. So it's just yeah. hanging in there, you know, discovering who they all are. Another thing I work with a lot of clients on is, um, is just checking in on how aligned their teams are. Mm -hmm. And the idea of making no assumptions. 
we all like to make assumption that somebody else knows what's in our head. Right. You know, a lot of times leaders like, why don't they just get it? Yeah. And the reality is, is well, there, there's a reason that they don't get it. Well, the reason isn't always clear, uh, but don't make assumptions around that. Mm -hmm. Try to figure out where is actually alignment missing. The more conversations, the more communication you can have with your team, the better. Mm -hmm. Ask frank questions. Mm -hmm. Try to get clear. Okay. Mm -hmm. And important in that is always create uh, a, an atmosphere of trust. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not cultivating trust within your team, no one's going to feel comfortable really opening up about what some of the challenges are. Right. And, and that leaves a lot of really important information out of the loop. Yeah. Which, which is really critical. So that alignment piece, how well everyone is aligned and creating a culture of trust is, is paramount. Um, if you have those two things, what a team can do is, is um, you know, it, it's, it's expansive. Okay. Unlimited. Unlimited infinity. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, those things are, are, are really, are really critical. Uh, you know, I think, and also this idea uh, that, that leadership is everybody's responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think if teams can do that, if teams can really instill, instill the fact that, hey, everybody is a leader here. Mm -hmm. uh, there may be someone who has more ownership or is facilitating a process, but everyone's a leader in their own respect. Right. Okay. And so if someone's feeling some sort of lack of alignment or they're not feeling very committed to the project, it is up to them to be able to voice that. Right. Okay. And if everybody can, if everybody continually did that, then everybody would continually at least know if they're not on the same page. Right. Because what I find oftentimes, particularly when I'm working with teams and groups is half of the people think they're on the same page. Half the people don't. Right. And you think of what is the loss of productivity? If half of your team is, is not aligned with you, half of your team is not on the same page with you, is not going after the same thing with you. You know, it's, it's literally like you're, you know, you have one wheel going in one direction, one wheel going the other, mm -hmm. and you're wondering why is the car not operating correctly? <laughs> and, and, and we tend to assume, we tend to assume that others see the world like us. Right. And so we either think like, well, if we're not clear on what's going on with our organization, then they're not clear. Or if we're clear, other people must be clear. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. Yeah. yeah. And so having been able to have those conversations and particularly as a leader and a manager, asking people, so, you know, what did you hear? Right. Okay. And, and really understanding and pulling out from people, what is their perspective on things? Right. Because like you were saying, the more conversations you have, you're also given the opportunity to build trust a little bit more between everybody and you and them too, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I, uh, I sat down with the CEO of WD40 uh, um, about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. uh, really, really cool guy. Uh, he, he's very big on leadership. And what he's been able to do with his company over the past, you know, 18 years is he, he's increased the employee engagement rate. I think it's up to 96%. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is unheard of. Right. You know, I think the national average is, you know, between 30 and 40%. Yeah, I, I heard about 30%. Yeah. And yeah, well, I mean, that would be fantastic. But nonetheless, <laughs> 50, 50% is fantastic. That's still pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a pretty low bar. Um, 
but you know, when talking with him, one of the things I really appreciated is his embrace of the phrase, I don't know. Yeah. And he as you know, the CEO to say, hey, you know, I don't know. And to be able to be humble in that respect and not need to be seen as anything in particular. Right. Okay. And, and if that person, if the CEO is af- not afraid to say, hey, I don't know, yeah. then other people in the team aren't afraid to say, I don't know. Right. Which means those sort of potholes and those sorts, those other things that maybe people avoid because they don't want to feel like they're, you know, they don't want to feel misinformed or they don't want to look bad. All of a sudden you flush all those out and you can start to realize like, oh, wait a minute, nobody really knows what's going on here. <laughs> so, so now that we've identified that, now we can actually, you know, figure out, well, how do we all figure out what's going on here and develop a plan as opposed to people just kind of saying, okay, it sounds good. And then going off and operating at a lower capacity. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Great. Well, I've really enjoyed our time together, uh, Morgan, today. I'm sure that we'll continue on our conversation. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. But it's good. It's cool. So um, anyway, but I'm just going to close up the call and just say thank you so much for spending 30 minutes with me today. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure everybody who else is going to be listening in will tune in. And uh, like your wise words and say, hey, got to work with that Morgan guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if anyone's curious, they can find me at intrepidcoaching.com. Yeah. And I'd be happy to talk with anyone or send them any resources. It's my pleasure yeah. to support. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Morgan. All right. And, um, you can read about you on podcast.hardworkonline.org as well, because you have your page up there shortly. And um, of course, um, I've got all the um, podcasts also on Anchor. So there's a channel there. Actually, we're on eight different channels right now. So on technology nowadays. <laughs> well, anyway. So anyway, but thank you so much. And we'll be chatting with you very soon. So thank you for joining in, um, for listening in on the calls. The calls are recorded and then posted. So um, I will let you know, Morgan, when yours is up. And probably within the next couple of weeks, um, I'll have yours up. And uh, we'll go from there. Fantastic. Okay, thank you for joining me today. So appreciate it. Pleasure. Okay, and don't forget, always be kind. Bye. Of course.